Welcome to this episode. We're going to continue today with uh, the second part of our conversation with uh, Sean from Mythos and Logos last week. And um, it's going to be a bit shorter one, but it's packed with things about beauty and Socrates and and uh, the ending with uh, Paradiso. And um, hope you enjoy. And welcome to the Ancient World Podcast. Another, I'm glad I moved to my library area for this. Yeah. Um, in in Plato's Symposium, I remember this that I took. I, I took this note forever ago, and I just remembered it now. Um, that I believe Socrates is saying what I think it was an oracle speaking to him. I don't recall exactly, but what I highlighted was this: Socrates is being told, first, this beauty always is." and doesn't come into being or cease. It doesn't increase or diminish. Second, it is not beautiful in one respect, but ugly in another, or beautiful at one time, but not at another, or beautiful in relation to this, but ugly in relation to that, or beautiful here, nor ugly there, because it's beautiful for some people and ugly for others. This beauty will appear as in itself and by itself, always single in form. All other beautiful things share its character, but do so in such a way that when other things come to be or cease, it is not increased or decreased in any way, nor does it undergo any change. Hmm. So the, nice. the form of the, the beauty, I mean, if, if you switch the word beauty for light, that's yeah. describing Dante's cosmology. Um, yep. the whole thing with the moon <laughs> that seems so yeah. it seems so trivial like you're spending all of this time to tell me why the moon has dark spots yeah but then it's oh. then it's because it's a, a reflection of that light and um oh, i know yes. there's something where he's saying and new souls keep coming in mm. but it's not that it's being more beautiful because it is more beautiful but still is the the <laughs> utmost beauty I mean, it sounds like Socrates here yeah. in the symposium is well, he, yeah. he, he, he's almost describing Dante's cosmology this, while just talking about the utmost form of beauty, the most beautiful beauty possible. Yes. Um, and that blew my mind when mm. I first read it. There's something about playing on that, like how, like the, the brain's capacity for experience. Like what he's when he's describing the beauty, you could also hear that he's talking about our like the human mind's uh, just the perception of beauty yeah. and our capacity to to sense it as much as you describe something outside that is beautiful. But I think this is what part of the Aristotelian thinking is he is constantly describing like the world around us and at the same time describing how our brain <laughs> is working when it's perceiving this so you, you kind of you learn about the world and about how the, the brain is understanding the world at the same time so if you mm-hmm. when you talk about like the, the beauty that's like in that sense it could be like that well like the feeling of a beautiful day or a beautiful moment is is in some sense very much the same if you're a little boy or if you're an adult or probably maybe as if you're an older person that that sense of it inside of just something beautiful or a pleasant moment is timeless. It doesn't change. 
Right. Like, or maybe it does. And, <laughs> and um, even Socrates goes on to say, um, from forms of learning, he should end up at that form of learning, which is of nothing other than that beauty itself. Yeah. So that he can com- so that he can complete the process yes. of learning what beauty really is. Yes. Okay. So uh, the many topics. Um, just the the beauty. Keep on that. But the thing with the moon, I spent. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite parts of going through the Paradise Book. Now, that weird feeling when he's go he's sucked into the moon. And it, yes. there's no problem. But the moon is solid. He is solid. They're in the same space. <laughs> and he, he just had to try to understand, well, we're in the heavens. Things are different. But he's just describing this yeah. kind of paradox that makes you... It does something with your brain when you read it. That's like, okay, we're going to loosen it up a little bit. But then another thing that he's doing now, since I've read and kind of went into that for a few weeks now, every time I look at the moon... <laughs> I think about this, like the varying degrees of the divine light in the moon and the whole work mm-hmm. of the paradise. So it's, it's a nice technique, almost like literary technique, that you you attach this whole topic to something that people can see. So when they're out by themselves late in the evening and they look at the moon, <laughs> you kind of see it yeah. out there in space. So that's a yeah. It's been. It's been cloudy and rainy in Texas for the last week, but uh, as as soon as the weather gets nice, I'm going to look at the moon and think of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and there's a deeper point here that this thing with, um, so I've been with a few other friends. We've been looking into Owen Barfield, as a, a British philosopher, like one of the Inklings, a friend of mm-hmm. of um, Tolkien and Lewis. He's talking about perception and uh, the, the ancient world, like how they they perceive the world more, more as like being a part of the world. Like everything around you is infused with life and the divine. So when you look out in the skies into the universe, you're seeing kind of a, a divine living thing around you that is also embedding you, like the, it's around you. So once you start thinking about the deeper contents of, of the paradise mm-hmm. and you can connect it by looking out into the moon, you're kind of projecting that worldview in your mind emotionally into kind of up into the heavens around you so it at some level it changes how it feels to walk outside on a clear night because it feels more alive you can feel company almost yeah that's that's a beautiful Mm. uh beautiful way to look at it and i think he knows what he's doing (laughs) Mm -hmm. so okay but then the beauty thing I've been wondering about this for years. I had this really great conversation with a, a British Argentinian music producer in London four or five mm-hmm. years ago. And we were sitting up all night talking about this. Like, what is beauty? What's the role of beauty in a culture? And like, what? how does it work? What's the energy in the beauty? And then gradually the last couple of years, it's become more and more that you can see beauty is often described as the path or the guiding system towards truth so when something feels beauty it's because it's true and mm-hmm. then this also is a, a constant theme in, in Danta that the more your intellect is well, it, it's also tied into he talks about love and knowledge it's like if you increase the more you increase your knowledge the more intense and pure the love will become and also your your capacity to see beauty so 
you have many writers and thinkers who, who end up with this that beauty is the, the kind of the ultimate uh, the, the ultimate guide in life and uh, I think it's I think it's true <laughs> if, if you just if you look at your like some of your passions or kind of you have things sometimes by instinct or something guiding you, especially let's say f- during from your twenty during twenties and further into adult life. Like you, you can make choices, but, but for me especially, I was always drawn to Italy a lot. So I, I traveled there mm-hmm. and I studied the language and the culture, and now more and more I see how right that was for me. <laughs> but I mean, this becomes like mm-hmm. beauty for one person, and but it's it's kind of wired in you that that was very beautiful for me because that's actually right for me. So it's, it's true in, in my, <laughs> for my nature, kind of. Mm. If that makes any sense. So what I wonder, and I'm, I'm looking up right now, mm-hmm. um, the, while we're on the discussion of beauty and Dante and paradise, yeah. um, the beatific vision, mm-hmm. I, I wonder what the etymology of that is. Um, well, let's see. Yeah. Beatificus uh-huh. is like happiness or joy or blessings, bliss. Yes. I suppose. Um, and there's this idea that the beatific vision is this vision of God. So it's a vision of truth mm-hmm. and also the most beautiful thing and also the most good thing. Mm-hmm. Um and then there's also, I mean, beatific and Beatrice. Yes. Um, I think it's an interesting coincidence that that was her name yeah. and how much of a um, crossover there is to that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, hmm. the ending. I had a questions for, some, some questions uh, after reading, like, the, the whole ending of the paradise and this vision mm-hmm. also like is this <laughs> is this aristotle or is it plato right or is it the biblical yeah. old biblical stories and then i had to talk I with think a, it's a little mix of everything yes exactly. i had to talk with a, a, a philosophy theology professor in philadelphia and he said well it's it's it is all of that <laughs> in <laughs> but it's the way he's doing it is just astonishing i think because you have like the three colored circles over each other, and then there's a little yeah. f- vague little figure of a of a person in there. That's like you can't quite see if it's a is it like a human human uh, shape of a head, <laughs> and so right. he's putting putting it all in there, and and there's there's a harmony to it. Hmm. And this, let's see, I'm I'm turning to that now. Mm. <laughs> And then it's like how I read after that is like he dissolves into like becoming the whole universe. But it's there's something about art sometimes if you if you make art if like a song or a painting or a, or a story, sometimes you like it can't be any other way. You make it and then it's like oh right. this is how it ends. And it's like yeah it's impossible to end it any other way. This is the, the true f- form to it. And I have this feeling with the ending of the Paradiso. This it's just. The, the most perfect way of, or the, the most, the only way it could really end. Mm-hmm. So we're going to end it here for this episode. Uh, hope some of this was interesting and inspiring. And we're going to continue with the third and last part of this a bit later with uh, world mythology and some more thoughts about the paradise. 
So as always, thank you so much for listening and have a great day.